Hey, it's Kylie Davis from the PropTech podcast here with a special note about this episode of Planet Arc Power. This episode is one that I recorded back in late February before the world went completely haywire and I was so excited about it. I thought the technology at Planet Arc Power was absolutely brilliant and I genuinely love the good news story that it offered landlords, tenants and building owners of large commercial and industrial properties and I couldn't wait to bring it to my audience. After the interview, I was completely buzzed. But during the interview, Richard mentioned the IKEA project and we found out after the interview had been completed that it was actually all under embargo with the South Australian government and so we had to put the podcast on hold until the project launched. But now happily, construction has commenced and the IKEA Adelaide retail outlet will become a microgrid solar farm. This means it will operate on 100% renewable energy while also trading energy back into the grid. So for IKEA, their energy costs are going to be reduced by over 30% with no capital outlay. Wow. And in this podcast, we talk about the Planet Arc Power technology that has made this opportunity possible for property owners to actually offer their tenants the same benefit with a zero capital commercial structure. So I really hope you enjoy this latest episode of the PropTech podcast even though it's been on hold for a while. Welcome to the PropTech Podcast. It's Kylie Davis here, and I'm delighted to be your host as we explore the brave new world where technology and real estate collide. I passionately believe that we need to create and grow a sense of community between the innovators and real estate agents, and sharing our stories is a great way to do that. The aim of each episode is to introduce listeners to a PropTech innovator who is pushing the boundaries of what's possible and to explore the issues and challenges raised by their tech and how they can create amazing property experiences. Now, this is one of the most exciting interviews I've done for a long time in my career. My guest in this episode is Richard Romanowski, CEO of Planet Arc Power a prop tech startup that in all seriousness could save the planet and make Australia alone carbon neutral by 2035. And they can do that just by enabling our existing industrial and commercial properties to feature solar panels on their rooftops. Now, why don't commercial and industrial buildings do that already? Well, there's a deeply technical answer to that involving electricity waves that Richard explains to us in this episode and planet Arc Power solves that through some clever use of AI and a well thought through business proposal that is utterly compelling to landlords. So as an agent, you really want to make sure that you get your brain around this because the value this will add to properties is enormous, not to mention that it could spell the end to coal-fired power. So Richard Romanowski, I'm so excited. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Yeah. So, um, look, I know a little bit about what you guys do, but for our audience, what's your elevator pitch? What does uh, Planet Arc Power do? Ooh, you got me on the spot right away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, we have a technology that um, lets you fill every single rooftop with solar, which is something you can't do now. That lets us produce Almost all the energy we need, we can produce by filling our roofs with solar and then adding batteries. So we can wow. speed up the decarbonization of the world with our technology. Wow. And that's from using the existing roof space that we already have. Absolutely. So yep. that's one of the big problems we have. And people uh, 
forget how complex the electricity industry is yeah. and everybody thinks ah it's easy just stick solar on the roof and we can we can uh, use the sun yeah so so look let's let's wind back a little bit how how let's talk about power supply in australia because i think you guys are a fantastic example of how prop tech is going to save the planet but just so that we can help people get their brains around the idea how how big is the power supply market in australia what what's the what does it look and behave like well it's huge if you think of the electricity grid from the 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 poles and wires that send uh, electricity from the coal power station into the city it's the largest man-made machine in the world it's huge biggest thing we've ever ever built wow and and so then um so in terms of you know it's it's you know, billions of dollars and billions and billions of dollars in terms of size, in terms of the assets that are under under ownership and the amount of energy. But the key, and this is part of where we're coming from, is the electricity has always been a one-way flow of energy. So it's like a big water pipe going one way uh, down to your house and down to your business. Yep. And, and that's the problem. Right. So, so why is that a problem? How does that relate to the problem of solar power on your roof? So solar power is like, um, uh, if you think of this huge, massive water pipe going one way, which is all this electricity, mm-hmm. and you're sort of shooting like a, like a little sprinkler of, of energy from your little, little solar, from your solar on your roof. Panels, your yep. roof right? It's a t- like a little tiny sprinkler. And the big water pipe can handle it. But when, you, when the sprinkler it gets too big, it starts to create problems for the grid imbalances, uh, blackouts, brownouts, um, uh, voltage problems that will, for example, uh, blow up your microwave or if your commercial business could impact on your very expensive equipment. So that's what we're at now here in Australia. Right. So I just want to make sure I understand it properly. So I've got... um a, a source of electricity like a power plant regardless of at the moment of that is creating the energy and that's pushing all the power out down the pipe through the poles and wires but to to our properties and then when I put a solar panel on my my house roof it's kind of trying to push a bit of power either into that network or back towards back into the pipe yeah they call it backwards you're basically saying right. energy backwards right right okay. it's never designed to do that so you can handle a little bit of backwards energy, yep. but not very much. And so that's what, um, so when you want to fill all the roof space with electricity, that becomes a huge amount of energy going backwards. Yep. And, and that's not possible without, um, without breaking, the, breaking the system. Right. Okay. But we've, they call that an electricity uh, engineering un, unfixable problem. They, you know, for right. 100 years, they've never figured out how to fix it, and we yep. figured out how to fix it. That's fantastic. So tell us, how do you fix it? <laughs> <laughs> the million-dollar question. <laughs> we've we've um, we've built uh, an um, Internet of, of thing Internet of Things digital device that goes uh-huh. behind the meter in your house or in your building. Yep. It, with a very, very sophisticated software, manages and watches what's happening on the grid and in that building and keeps the, harmonizes the electricity so it can actually flow both ways. So the right. word I've used is, is um, uh, harmonized 
And it uses artificial intelligence, very sophisticated artificial intelligence to keep everything in check in, um, in real time. Right. So it's, it's monitoring the flow and, and what pushing the, the electricity from your battery source on your roof into the grid when the, when the flow is most able to take it? Or how does that? So because it, cause, cause electricity is a wave, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So if you, if you can, so when you're sending, well, one big wave's coming from the one way and then you're sending a wave backwards, it creates sort of a, a disjointed complex circumstance. So yep. we harmonize that so the wave can go both ways. So we can actually get energy, 100% energy flowing both ways from, from the coal power station and I can send 100% energy backwards. Wow. Technology. Wow. So, so effectively, your business allow, turns every building in Australia into a, a solar battery pack. Absolutely. So we, <laughs> the way we call it, we've actually moved the solar farm. We can move the solar farm from way out in Whoop Whoop yep. all the way into our city. So if, if you – and we focus on commercial buildings because residential is doing well. Yep. But you, look at, you fly into Brisbane or Sydney or Melbourne, you look down, you've got – Acres. Acres and acres of empty roof space, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the reason people aren't filling them up is because there's this, um, uh, the grid can't handle it, right? It's yeah. actually, technically, it's called a voltage problem. It's a, a, a technically reverse power flow, is what they call it, the engineers. But at the end of the day, we fix it. So now we can fill that big, huge warehouse with roofs, with solar. Yeah. Some of the energy on that roof is used. Uh, like your house uh, by that business, but the rest of the energy, 80, 60% is able to then get sent into the grid. Mm-hmm. Part two is we can then add a huge massive battery that not only looks after the building, but then helps support the grid. So we, we provide all that um, grid uh, benefits and stability with the battery as well as the, as well as being able to send energy backwards. Wow, I'm so excited by this. So, so if I'm a landlord of a of a commercial or an industrial building, what you're telling me is at the moment I might have some additional revenue streams f- uh, from my building if I could maybe sell the, um, you know, some advertising space on the front of it, or I could it's or some airspace on the front of it. But now actually I've, I'm able to monetize my rooftop to both offset my electricity use and costs. Or, or 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 sell that back to my um, my tenants, or I can start to get another revenue stream coming from the from the power that I can sell back to the grid. Is that right? Exactly correct. So so I'll 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 add to that and say so I'm a landlord. Um, now I can sell. So so we can actually. Uh, uh, bring investors in so it can be the landlord whether the landlord wants to do it himself mm-hmm. or herself yep. or now you have the big banks the big pension funds are willing to invest in this remember it's a five sometimes a five or ten million dollar investment of of uh, solar and batteries right okay they, they get rent for their roof space right if if they want to own it themselves they can but yep. they get rent for the roof space they can sell uh, that, that uh, uh, urban rooftop solar farm sells energy, cheap, clean energy to the tenant. So they, get, they, they say the property guys say they get a green, sticky tenant because I'm yeah. not going to leave. I've got this cheap 
uh, cheaper energy here, so I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm happy, so I'm gonna stay. Yep. The property price goes up because you can, and someone's basically put five or ten million dollars worth of uh, solar and batteries in your building without you having to pay for it. Yep. And then the 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 owner of the of the uh, solar power plant and battery, they get a return on investment. So they're actually it's like a mini business, quite quite a big mini business. Right. So it's a complete circle. We've solved uh, the investors' problem the landlord's problem, the tenant's problem, and then the grid's problem. So what you're saying is that I, as a landlord, I don't need to worry, you know, some anything to do with electricity and infrastructure is often quite an expensive capex or, you know, capitalisation cost that you've got to spend. What you're saying is that as a landlord, I don't actually need to um, outlay a huge amount to put this on because there's a whole business package that sits behind it that makes this available to me. Correct. So, in fact, they don't have to outlay anything, not a penny. They, wow. If they want, to, if they want to invest and own this power plant, and they, it, it'll earn uh, a real good return on investment for say twenty years. Yep. But we have uh, the the super funds, the pension funds are lining up to to invest money to basically put uh, power plants on the landlord's rooftops and um, and and run it as a business, but the Landlord gets um, a green sticky tenant, and they get uh, rent for the rooftop. Fantastic! So, so how could this revolutionise power generation in Australia? Like, how much could we? How how many roof? How many acres of rooftop or hectares of rooftop is there out there? And and how much power could that generate if we if we went down that path? It is we can do all of our energy plus twenty percent if we filled all the rooftops with. Wow. And, and, and that, <laughs> That's exciting. That is so exciting. <laughs> who, said, who said tech was boring? <laughs> and, 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 and that's, so that's a study done by the Australian uh, uh, PV Institute so, and by the University of uh, Sydney and UTS. So it's actually a, an, an independent study that actually said yeah. we can um, generate 120% of our total energy needs if we filled every roof. So no more coal-fired power plants required whatsoever. No more coal power plants, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and but the key is you can't do that if if there's if there's this voltage backwards energy yeah. problem. And because yeah. we fix it now, you can actually do it. And then we can even add. Um, so in a in a commercial building, we can add uh, uh, solar car parks. We can add. Small ground mount. We can probably get in in Australia. We we'll probably get to 150 to 200 percent of our energy generated from uh, from within our suburbs. Right, because it's not like we don't have much sun, so it's not. <laughs> we got tons. We've got more than enough sun. And this is and this is and, and it's the same. It's, it's, I'll, I'll just jump worldly. So around the world. So effectively, in the Sun Belt, we think this is the same for the whole world around the Sun Belt. So roughly 80. 70, 80% of the population live in this in that sun belt, you know, mm. um, and, and the same thing will apply that most cities can generate 70, 80, 90, 100% of their energy from rooftop solar. Wow. Okay. That's so fantastic. Let's just pause there for a moment and hear a quick word from our sponsors. If your business is growing quickly, you need to scale your team. BPO is an Australian outsourcing company that specialises in helping real estate and technology businesses to grow. Outsourcing is not just about bringing on staff with a lower cost base. 
BIPO recruits and manages staff based in the Philippines who will become full-time members of your team. They will help you identify the key skill sets, the employment history and other attributes that you need from your employees and match your requirements with the right staff. BIPO will also help you to break down your structure, job descriptions, task management and to understand how having a virtual team fits into your organisation. Done properly, outsourcing can help you understand the internal processes of your business, drive your efficiency and provide you with a roadmap for growth. So talk to BIPO and scale your business for success. So, so what's the role that a real estate agent here in Australia could play in this conversation and in getting this technology out? And what's in it for them? Um, I'm, I'm, I've never actually had, the way you've asked the question is a great one. So uh, for the real estate agent, now um, in the mix of things is improving the value of the building depends on whether they have this uh, rooftop solar and battery system in place, because it will obviously um, add, add um, capital value to the building, but more importantly, add um, uh lease or leasee value because you're going to get a longer tenant, less vacancies. We get more rent too, hopefully. Rent. In fact, you can even charge more rent. So there's a whole range of things that can be done. Yeah. Um, so it, it really adds um, a, a real um, uh, additional string to the bow of, uh, of a commercial real estate agent in terms of recommending and, and uh, facilitating this to happen. Yeah. So, so to help us understand that, Richard, let, um, talk us through some of the <laughs> talk us through some of the case studies or a couple of case studies that I know you guys have had. Okay. So, which which help us put some real dollar value behind so what um, where you went from? Uh, a Toyota dealership in uh, Ipswich, which is Llewellyn Motors. So we started that as a, as our first case study where we had three hundred and twenty kilowatts of solar which is a big system. That's um, uh, six, 700 houses worth of, worth of solar on the roof. Wow. Um, and 20% of it was wasted because they can't, because, it, because you can't send energy backwards into the grid when you're that big, uh, they had to basically the 20% of the energy was wasted, not being able to be used by the building or not being able to send into the grid. Can you give me an idea of how big that building was in terms of square metres or, or so that we can kind of visualise it? So it's a full city block, 300 kilowatts. Um, we would then install our technology. That 20% of energy that was wasted now becomes an income stream. So yep. there's another $25,000 a year in income or, or income to the, to, the, to the owner to reduce their energy bill. Um, wow. But then step two is now that we've actually allowed the energy to go backwards into the grid, we can add another couple of hundred kilowatts on, uh, on, of solar on the roof. So we could add more, but that's the only the space left. Uh, they had no more roof space. We fill the rest of the roof space with, with solar. It saves a dealership a lot more uh, on their energy bill. Yep. And then we add a battery. We're adding a big, huge battery and even further reducing their energy bill. Remember, energy bill has demand charges and consumption charges. Is that yep. something you guys are familiar with? So we, the battery helps reduce demand charges. So it's a huge benefit. That case study is, is our flagship. It's our first um, site here in Brisbane. Yep. Our second site. So by the time this goes live, <laughs> our technology, which we've, we've branded Alexis, we actually call our, our little tech uh, digital device and software Alexis. Right. And, 
It, not Alexa, Alexis. Yep. Yes. <laughs> and um, and so we, we it stands for electricity um, export system. So that's right. why it's uh, so Alexis. Mm-hmm. Um, it will will be uh, announcing the IKEA site in Adelaide. Uh, ah. VR big flagship site. So uh, IKEA has come to the party with um, being our first really, really big site. It'll be 1.2 megawatts. So it's about... Uh, wow. Most of Adelaide. Adelaide. <laughs> yeah, four, four or five football fields of, of rooftop solar. Wow. And then uh, about two 40-foot containers of batteries. So three megawatt hours of batteries. It's about a $7 million project. And the... Uh, IKEA will be buying the clean energy. It'll be owned by one of the uh, uh, super funds in Australia. So they're actually putting the money up because uh, yep. all they care about is getting their return on investment, right? Yep. So yep. Uh, landlords getting a, you know, a rooftop rental and uh, the grid is getting uh, the benefits of the battery. So, so that, that project will be announced, I hope, by the time this goes live. Yep. <laughs> Cool, very cool. And you had a, a, a sec- another case study that uh, Steve was talking about at the API conference about a, a local high school up in uh, Brisbane or, or the Gold Coast. Yes, there's a, um, one high school. We're still trying to get that approved to install, but mm-hmm. the feasibility is that it can handle today roughly about 250 kilowatts of solar if you were to install install solar now but that would only fill about one one tenth of the roof and, and remember right. you can't send energy backwards then it's not worth putting yep. more more solar on with our technology yep. we can put about 1.5 megawatts of solar on the roof and a battery yep. that takes the energy bill from roughly a twenty thousand dollar a month uh, energy bill and we can turn it into a, probably a thirty thousand dollar a month income stream Wow. So going from, so that's a, like that's 50, 50K turnaround really, isn't it? So, and, and as a school, if you had sort of 30K coming into the coffers rather than 20K going out every month, that would pretty much change how you educate all those kids. <laughs> exactly. What we're, so again, it's just a bit, bit of patience. It takes, uh, for something new, it takes a long time for people to say, yes, let's give it a go. But yeah. that's something we hope to have uh, up and running in probably about six to nine months. Wow, we have, fantastic. Um, so, it, again, it's a radical shift in terms of how we think. Energy yeah. can be actually an income stream now instead of a cost. Wow. So, so, Richard, tell me a little bit about your background. How did you get into this? How long is it, has Planet Arc Power been going for? Um, we, Planet Arc Power, so the, the whole group of companies has been going for seven years. It's taken us seven years of, of development to get this far. Mm-hmm. We've invested um, roughly um, $20 million of our own money uh, wow. to, to build this technology. So it's not been cheap. It's been very um, challenging. We have 50 staff and 30 electrical engineers on staff. So mm-hmm. it's a big big part of it what what really started things uh, last april we got a phone call from berlin yeah so the world energy council uh in we think that well they're all over the world but they're mainly european based um yeah. they phoned us up and said hey um we heard a little bit about what you're doing 
Oh, it was, they sent us two plane tickets and said, come to Berlin. We want, we want to see you. So uh, we, we jumped on a plane and basically was part of the World Energy Council um, Startup Energy uh, Transition Awards. And so we had put an application in with about five, 600, five, 600 other, other startups around the world. Um, they flew us to Berlin. We got on stage and we won. So- wow. Congratulations. Fantastic. So it's so the, you know it's like it really helped us understand. Uh, we always thought we had you know something fancy here, um, yeah. a, good, a good result. But until we actually got up there and presented it, and we had the you know we had twenty of the best uh, energy venture capitalists in the world put us yeah. through like a Shark Tank. Yeah, and it was like you know an hour of drilling me with with. Q and A's, uh, and and then you know I thought I I made a mistake and boobed it all up, but we won. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So that was, and they and, and they've really encouraged us. Uh, so the World Energy Council has really encouraged us to think bigger. Uh, we, right. were, we were planning to be, you know, the usual sort of uh, quiet Australians. And just, yeah. We'll just fix Brisbane. <laughs> No. No, we want you to do this big thing. I can't tell you how excited I am that there are Queenslanders out there um, not getting like looking for alternatives to coal. It's great. So, so if we if if we when we go down this path, Richard, what kind of effect is it going to have on CO two and emission levels? Just even just here in Australia, what what could we do if we changed our rooftops into solar panels, or when we change our rooftops into solar panels? would love to challenge the property industry you guys can change the world we can we can by filling the rooftops uh, so for example I, I mentioned the ikea project if we get a thousand ikea sites we can shut down one coal power station wow yep and and that's doable because there's there's um you probably know better than I how many you know how many big large commercial buildings are there five million in Australia as a guess do you know what I don't know that off the top of my head but I'm going to look up look it up and I'll put it in the show notes <laughs> all we need all we need and then so there's 21 power stations yes all we need is 21,000 large commercial buildings you know right yep um, and the landlord doesn't have to uh, invest a penny. We have uh, the pension funds, the super funds will come in, build a solar, a solar, a, a, like an urban solar farm on their roof. Yep. Uh, stick a battery in, clean energy for the tenant, uh, clean cheap energy for the tenant. They get they get um, rent, and we can get rid of all the power stations in Australia. It'll probably take us about ten or fifteen years, but we can completely be a green economy. Wow! And so, if we did all of that. Um, there's a lot of talk in the so especially post you know the bushfires um, uh, here in you know especially in well they happened everywhere didn't they Queensland New South Wales and also down in Victoria and, and um, South Australia but if we and so there's a whole new focus on on climate and and um, carbon emissions and and all of this worry. And we're being told by government that we can't commit to zero emissions. That's just silly because it's not completely not doable. And even by 2050, if so, what are you saying? You're saying we could do that by 2035, probably. Uh, if we, every coal power station. Wow, that's so exciting. 
That's amazing. Look, it almost sounds too good to be true. What are the downsides? What are the, there must be a downside. What's what are they? What are they? Part of our whole business model is we don't have to ask permission from the federal government or the states. We can just do it. Oh, I love that even more. <laughs> structure is, is is I mean it. You know, the government is is too slow. Really, I mean that's basically what Greta's been saying over and over again. Is you know stop talking, just do it, and uh, yeah. and you have. That the leading companies around the world are just doing it. So Google, for example, you know they're all committing to net zero. They're all committing to um, basically uh, getting this, getting on with it, and ignoring the politicians. So let's just yeah. do this. let's just do it. Yeah. Okay. So 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 I don't I don't I don't mean to you know, but it's not this. Uh, this is the the commercial world. It's just too commercial in terms of. I can save money. I can make it all work. Uh, yeah, absolutely. No, and, and that's extraordinarily empowering. Um, so, so how? So, what do we need to do to make it roll out more? We need real estate agents effectively to be looking at the properties that are in their portfolio in terms of in if if they're commercial or industrial agents with a a big rent roll of properties that they're looking after on behalf of of their owners, then they should be looking at them and having conversations with their landlords about, you know, let's let's look at how we do this. Let's like look at how we create another revenue stream for you. Um, yes. Yep. And, and then I guess we also need some additional skills in real estate in that way to help them understand how to, how to create the business case for it and, and how to, to then sell that. Or are you guys helping out with that? We do all that. We uh-huh. do all, we do all that problem away from them because it is. It is. That's part of why we have fifty staff. It's, it's not easy, uh, and they're and they're uh, electrical engineers because they get you get into the magic of, of electricity. Okay. Um, so, so, <laughs> so that's part of part of coming back to the real estate agents and the landlords with with the answers instead of them having to do any of the work other than right. other than being willing to look and, and, and think about it. Yeah. And, and so Richard, and it's, so it's safe to have that uh, battery pack on my property. I'm not, there's no emissions or things like that, that I need to worry about. Like, you know, my, everyone's anxious about mobile phone towers when they all started going in. Yes. So, so we make sure that the batteries are located outside. They're not put into the building. Mm-hmm. So again, there's, there's lots of concerns now for fire risk for batteries, so we we're very conscious of that. Batteries are still um, uh, too young of a of a um, uh, technology to put inside your building. We we put them outside the building, so we'll find a place that's suitable to the to the landlords and tenants agreement. They are go, they go into sort of um, fire retarding safe. Uh, enclosures yep. with uh, with uh, smoke detectors and fire detectors and all that sort of stuff is all built into the whole safety process. Yeah. So again, we're very um, we're engineers. We're conservative. Yeah. Well, that's true. I've worked with engineers before in a past life when I was at the Australian newspaper. <laughs> so, so is, is that a good enough answer to, to it, say? You know, it, it is. No, no. I think that's great. Yeah. The key is making sure that it's safe. So we we, we that's built into what we're doing. Yeah. Fantastic. Let's just pause there for a moment and hear a quick word from our sponsors. As a real estate agent, you know you need to be doing more content marketing, but creating posts for social media, creating videos and reports is hard work, lots of hard work, and it takes time. So that's why you need Homeprezzo. 
If you're a typical agent posting one or two social media posts a week, Homeprezzo can save you between 75 to 100 hours a year. How many more properties could you sell with if you had that time back? Homeprezzo can help you create engaging, informative videos about how the property market in your local suburb is performing. Plus, it makes creating suburb reports, rental videos for landlords, and social media infographics an absolute piece of cake. If you can type in a suburb or type an address, you can create a Prezzo using Home Prezzo in just a few minutes. Listeners to the PropTech podcast receive a 14-day free trial. Now, that's twice as long as the normal free trial. So go to homeprezzo.com.au and click the sign up button and use the code PropTech to get your extended free trial or click the link in our show notes. So so what's your company structure? So you said that you've invested 20 million. That's an awful lot of, of um, money to invest. How are you guys structured? Uh, structured. So we're a, a publicly unlisted company. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the parent company is called Alexis Holdings. Mm-hmm. And we're actually undertaking now a Series A capital raise. Right. So we're raising $20 million more million to mm-hmm. allow us to speed up commercialization. So again, remember when we when we won in Berlin, the World Energy Council said... Think bigger. Yeah. Bigger, do this faster. So that's why we've set um, a $20 million raise, which lets us speed up in Australia. But we, we've also, with the World Energy Council, they've, they've helped us create an office and connections in London, in Nice, France, in Singapore, and California. So we have projects starting, demonstration projects of our technology all over the world. Again, it's um, it wasn't it wasn't what we thought. Remember, we thought we were going to just do Queensland first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I, they said, look, we have to do this. You know, it's it's too good a, too good a thing to do to go slow and, and speed it up. And that's what the twenty million dollars is for: is to speed up commercialization and begin our international um, uh, footprint. Fantastic! That's so exciting. So the future seems so extraordinarily bright. Um, what? How do you like? What do you see the next five years being like, both for you and in this space? Oh, I I get uh, nervously scared, excited when you ask mm-hmm. question. Yeah, ter- like excitedly it terrified. Is. <laughs> it is. And, and so, what we're doing? So, to be able to scale globally, we we will license our technology to everybody in the industry. So we're, we're like the um, the Intel inside of the computer industry, you know, that little right, chip yep, inside yep, of everything. Yep. So we're, our little our little technology goes into every every rooftop to then yep. let them export. So that's sort of the concept of, of putting Alexis into every single building. But we don't want to be the installer down the track. We're basically licensing um, every solar company. We're licensing all the pension funds, your super funds around the world to use our technology. So this would roll out or speed up uh, or, or um, scale globally, as they call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and basically, we, we're trying to decarbonize. So we think we're very significant part of decarbonizing the world and helping um, electrification of everything. So one of the key things is, if you think of the future, when we have um, the building owners are also going to have electric vehicles. So yeah. so. Everybody's going to show up, and then they're going to be pulling more energy out of the out of the out of the electricity grid. Mm-hmm. We help that. We facilitate that to happen, mm-hmm. and in a green way. Wow! And I guess if every building's 
around the countries or even if a, a much greater proportion of buildings around the country, which is, I guess, what will happen first, um, have solar grids on their on their rooftops, then the need to go out and build special battery charges for electric cars starts to diminish because suddenly you've already got it there and it just needs to be plugged plugged in or the extra step needs to be gone right it's all there so it so doesn't become an infrastructure project because you you guys have kind of got that nailed with the ikea project they're they're moving to uh, all their delivery vehicles will be electric yep they'll have on-site electric charging so they'll charge off their own uh so rooftop solar mm-hmm. they'll need more 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 rooftop solar so what we're going to be doing is adding probably a couple of megawatts of uh, solar car park to that site plus uh, EV charging systems, they'll be able to run their whole delivery fleet uh, off their own energy uh, on that site. Wow, that's so exciting. I'm going to interrupt and go back for a second. And the other thing is, we talk, you, you mentioned before, and I'll go back to it, is this, um, the bushfires. Yeah. So one of the things that what, what people are saying is we need resiliency. So that means when the bushfire comes or when my... Uh, remember the, the the when the bushfires happen way out in the yep. country, that shuts down or destroys the the connect the the transmission lines between us and the coal power station or even the solar farm. Yep. The commercial building with rooftop solar and batteries is its own little microgrid. It will it will when when the power goes off, it'll keep running. Right. So fantastic. A lot of times. Um, the guys with freight uh, refrigeration have diesel backups. So the battery yeah. actually helps as a backup. So it's, it's a big, big part of creating um, uh, res- resiliency in the community. We have many, many, many buildings that can actually keep operating. Could- and keep feeding them. Yeah. The school becomes our emergency location where yeah. the lights, the solar and batteries keep, keeps the lights on. That's fantastic. Cause um. Uh, we have a property down the south coast of New South Wales and we were bushfire affected and um, the house is is, complete, is fine, luckily. But every time we got evacuated, um, the biggest issue for us is that if we lost power, we had no water to our pump. So there was no way to defend the property at all because, because you, you know, you had no power. Um, so is there residential, is there residential impact for Alexis? Yes, there is absolutely a residential version. So we've started with commercial mm-hmm. uh, and then we will be developing a residential version in 2021 right. so that your uh, farm, your, your property, yep. can have solar and batteries and um, basically go off grid uh, and be a lot safer and cheaper. Fantastic. I can't wait, Richard. This is so exciting. This is like the best news I've heard all summer <laughs> after a very dark and, and depressing summer around, around with conversations around carbon and um, what you can or can't do. Now, to me, the excitement of it too for, for from the real estate industry is that new ideas always take time to take seed. And so the agents that really get their brains around this and start to look at the opportunities in their portfolios and start to work with you guys and work with their landlords and tenants to introduce it are going to be able to, I can see, like make quite an extraordinary amount of money just from being able to articulate the, the value proposition of of this software and of your AI to um, to the value of their property. So it's, it's, it's extraordinarily exciting. 
Thank you. And I'm nervous. I'm nervous that, that about the 500 phone calls that we're going to get. Out of <laughs> I think it, we, we might need to. So what? So um, Maddie sent me a whole pile of fabulous information. I'm going to put that into the show notes. And so, Richard, just to go back a little bit too, can you just give me a little bit of background about you? What You're obviously an engineer. Tell us about your history. Surprisingly, no, I'm not. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually the, the, the money guy, so the business so, so I've been um, uh, in business for, for you know many many years, and and then about fifteen years ago I started investing in um, uh, clean energy startups. So just right, did a right. bunch of, uh, angel investing, yep, and then ended up by circumstance meeting my co-founder who is the engineer, right? And so Bevan Holcomb is the PhD in electrical engineering, and he was um, at. UT at uh, Energex for quite a, quite a while and really ru- running their uh, smart uh, grid programs and understood the problem that wa- the world was going to have. So between him and I, we invested our money and our time for the last seven years to build this business up. Fantastic. Richard, um, it has been absolutely a pleasure to talk to you. I am so excited about your technology. I'm super excited about the fact that we don't need to wait for government and that we can just that the real estate industry can get behind helping you guys grow this and um, growing the value of the assets that we're in charge of. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Thank you. So are you as blown away as I am right now? How freaking clever is that as a technology and the problem that it solves? This summer in Australia, we experienced firsthand the reality of climate change. And I don't know about you, but I have been thoroughly depressed about the conversation that has followed such undeniable evidence that the planet is getting hotter and more dangerous. The total lack of leadership from our politicians who still to this very day insist that we need to open more coal plants is not just blockheaded, it's thoroughly depressing. Because in a country like Australia with so much sun that has been in drought for so long, how can we not make solar viable? I love Planet Arc Power's technology because it solves all those obstacles to going solar. I love that it doesn't require governments to spend on expensive infrastructure and that it uses the existing poles and wires and electricity grid. And I love that it doesn't require any changes in legislation. We can just do it. But most of all, I love the fact that if we as a real estate industry get behind this and encourage our landlords to increase the value of their property assets by making electricity cheaper for their tenants and add a valuable revenue stream to their investments by selling power back to the grid, well, holy moly, we could lead the revolution and make Australia carbon neutral, not by 2050, which our politicians tell us is far too early to commit to, but by 2035. Just by doing what we're doing now, selling and renting real estate and helping our landlords get better returns, wouldn't that be amazing? So look, we've included all the information on how to find out more about Planet Arc Power in the show notes, including how to contact Richard uh, and his team. So now, if you have enjoyed this episode of the PropTech podcast as much as I have, (laughs) please tell your friends. Um, Drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you via email, LinkedIn or on our Facebook page. And you can follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple iTunes and Google Podcasts. 
I'd like to thank my audio support, Charlie Hollands, and the very fabulous Jill Escudero, and our sponsors, Beepo, making outsourcing easy, and Homeprezzo, turning your data into amazing marketing content. So thanks, everyone. Until next week, keep on prop teching because remember, prop tech will save the planet. See ya.